This is your boy, Heel Will Mahoney, and you're now turning up the heat right here on the Big Gold Belt Podcast. Big Gold Belt. You guys must have thought we forgot all about it, but this is going to be episode 11 of the Flaming Hot Topic Series. We are back, and it has looked like things are heating up, and it's been heating up for a while. We had to let it completely play out. I was ready to jump on the grill about a week ago, but I let Will call it to say, let's let's let it all play out. But again, episode 11 of the Flaming Hot Topic, we got the whole crew here. Uh, we got the chef master himself, hot take. Will, Will, what's up, dude? What is going on? I am glad we waited on this because the, the the pot needed to come to a boil. That there was more <laughs> ingredients being added, and I think we finally hit the point now where all the ingredients are there. All, the whole mess is ready to talk about regarding Lars Sullivan <laughs> and Gordon Ramsay himself from Hell's Kitchen, currently in the kitchen from the bottom of the sea. The giant crab Jamal is here. What's up, dude? My meatballs are, are looking right. I got my pepper jack inside. Uh, it's simmering on a low heat right now. I need to chop Ooh. up this oregano um, to, to get my my noodles going. But um, yeah, uh, Lars Sullivan, fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, is there anything else you want to cook tonight before we get started? <laughs> yeah, man, Lars Sullivan. He has landed himself on episode eleven now. Man, I've been really trying to hold the team at ease on comments because I really wanted to bring some real genuine reaction to this. And I'm going to say right now, too, that um, if you're listening to this, that's because you are subscribed to the Patreon. So you're hearing this first before we let it out to uh to the public. But, um, yeah, I've been trying to keep people at ease so we can get these genuine feelings out. So conversations amongst us has been very minimum about this. So this is the first time we're all getting together to discuss the events of Lars Sullivan. So if you have been under a rock, you have no clue what I'm talking about. Or if you watched SmackDown last night and things look normal to you, which I, you know, I'm, I'm a little confused about. Um, Will, let's, let's catch us up to speed with all the background information it is. Jeez, well, how far do we go back here with like this original stuff? Let's, it goes, it goes back. It let's, goes let's, way let's, back. Let's start with, let's start, let's let's start with him being called up to the main roster, then jumping back to that stuff. Okay, okay. So he was called up as part of the whole thing back in uh, well, did it start in January or December? Yeah, I think about January. It. Yeah, because it was that whole batch of people with uh EC three Ricochet, yeah, ex- exactly Lacey and uh, yeah. um um the machine guys, God, uh, heavy machinery, all them. Yeah. yeah, so he he's been in the mix since then, and of course before that he was in an NXT. He was in NXT. NXT. He's been at an NXT for quite a while. But mm-hmm. he's been there on and off. He kept disappearing. They'd start to give him a push, then he'd disappear and he'd come back. And for a while there, people thought he was totally gone. But he finally, he got the call up. And obviously, I mean, the big thing with Lars is, look at the damn guy. He's like a, a walking brick wall. So mm-hmm. I, I totally get why, you know, obviously Vince and company would be enamored with him just from his freakish look alone but i'm trying to think when, when did he first get to nxt is if i can find that, that here that i don't know I don't, he I has can't. he has been down there a while you, you you fill in some of the blanks here while i look that up yeah, yeah I think he got there when like velveteen dream of them uh got there so it's been oh uh, you know at least a year a year and a half yeah more more than that for sure yeah he, uh, he's been there since october of 2014 yeah oh wow He's been there a while. He's been one of those projects that they've kept down there kind of off the radar, just doing the Florida thing. Yeah, so he's been down there quite a while. It's even longer than I thought. There you go. 
So, but here's the thing. Here is the thing. So, yeah, he's been down there quite a long time, but uh, Lars Sullivan or Dylan Miley, as he is known in Wait, real life. One, one, one thing before you bring that. So, uh, when he yeah. did get called up, remember, out of the everybody that got called up, he didn't appear immediately. Oh, no, as they there were was. As there was a lot of foreshadow of him coming, being the biggest free agency, uh, free agent sign, and he didn't appear because uh, word on the street is that he was dealing with some type of um, mental health issue. So they kind of kept him on TV, still hyped him while he dealt with, you know, which is a sensitive thing um, in mental health. So um, you mean his mental health issue that wasn't his blatant racism? Well, before, before before we get there again, for what we know, it was something as you know, people were saying anxiety, depression. It was you know something of that sort that kept him from immediately coming up um, or appearing on TV, and he, they they sheltered this guy for a while. And I I want to I want to put an emphasis on that because I I, I want to talk about it a little bit later. But uh, yeah, now we'll now get us back to the 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 the, the stuff online. Yeah, so you know how it is these days. You put something online, it is there forever, unless you really go out there and cover your tracks and scrub things, and even then, it can still come back to haunt you. But apparently, our friend Dylan Miley, now known as Lars Sullivan, didn't even do that. So what's come back to haunt him is apparently he was a frequent poster on the forums at bodybuilding.com. Where over the years prior to being in WWE, he's made a number of very disturbing comments and uh, not like just one or two. We're talking there's a trail of uh, racial comments and just bigotry and I mean, stuff that. Not, nothing that's like you know. Oh well, he's just kind of, you know, kind of, kind of gray area. No, we're talking total over the line. You know, no, making no bones about uh, what his feelings are on certain things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if we want to get into specifics, no. but there, there, there's there's a matter. thread. On, there's a thread on Reddit that yeah. has all the and it has all the uh, receipts. With yeah, and shots and everything, and you know all that kind of stuff, and, and and actual pictures of him, you know, from when he was doing other things with the account. So it's it's definitely him, and he admits it's him. He's not no. There's no uh, confusing any of that. So, yeah. anyways, that came to the surface from people finding out about his uh his past. Now the clear thing here to make this clear. The, these posts on bodybuilding.com are from before he was employed by WWE. So there, there is that. But okay. they are out there, and they are yeah. numerous. Yeah. Uh, Jamal, you about to say something? Uh, well, the first thing is, is um, number one, it doesn't really matter what he said or what he meant or you know, how it was perceived. Uh, the bottom line is, is that he knew what he was doing. This isn't anything new. I think that there are two issues, and the first one relates directly to him, and the second relates directly to WWE. As it relates to him, you know, if you're going to be a racist dick, own it. That's what you do. That's how you think and how you feel. And and believe it or not, as insensitive and as racist of a dickbag that he is, um, free speech. That that's that is a okay to think. And feel the way you feel. And I wouldn't want anybody to tell someone that they couldn't think and feel a certain way. However, you should not be employed by the WWE as a racist dickbag. <laughs> so then that relates to WWE now. Does nobody check the, you know, their, um, anybody's accounts? Does nobody, I mean, this is a person that you're putting on television. This is a person that's representing your brand internationally. Does nobody have somebody that goes back through the, the web, the web archives and says, hey, is this guy, you know, anything other than a person that we want to put on TV and represent our brand? I mean, in short terms, you're saying, do anybody do background checks? <laughs> like, no, not a really? background check. Because, I mean, a background check would, would determine that Chris Benoit that has a screw loose. I'm talking about an actual, um, you know, deep, a, dive. deep dive on social media as it relates now. Because oh, we can't is- go, like, we can't go with Hogan well, he's just old, and that's a different way of thinking. This happened between 2008 and 2013, 
and his, and he got to NXT in 2014. This ain't new. Just, so just the, to be, so, just to be clear, that's what that's what background checks do that nowadays. They they will scrape your social medias. That is that, not in WWE. Yeah, uh, WWE don't do anything at all. Now, apparently not in WWE. Criminal, I guess, or at least because... not at least not in 2014 when they hired him. Now, stemming from this, hopefully that's changing. I mean, it has been five years. And th- this isn't the first time they've had a uh, social media coming back to uh, haunt them now when it comes to their superstars. Yeah. Right. But that, that, that is true. But it kind of makes you wonder if you're the person who's like head of talent relations or, you know, or whoever that person is that says, I like it. I like this guy from NXT. Let's give him a call. Let's see what he's got. But meanwhile, you interns search everything. <laughs> and if his name pops up, we need to know. Mm-hmm. Because there's there's no excuse for this type of stuff anymore in in WWE or any, you know, on television where you have a person that's kind of like, oh well, I apologize for my past mistakes or whatever. No. You said <laughs> what you said. It wasn't like he apologized back in 2013 and went like, uh, you know what? I'm gonna take that down because that really wasn't what I meant to say, and English is not my first language. <laughs> no, it still stands today. People were yeah. pulling Reddit posts today, yeah. you know, from what it was. And he still has that account. He still can go and make amends. And this wasn't like a screenshot. You know, I have the page pulled up today from that Reddit from that Reddit post that links to bodybuilding.com. Yeah. So the long and short of it is, is that, you know, if you're going to be a racist, if you're going to be a bigot, if you're going to be a dick in general, because we don't have to agree on everything. Um, just own it, and and let the chips fall where they fall. And if he gets a job, and hey, you know what, he beat the system. But if you're WWE, how in the blue hell do you have somebody that's going to represent your brand have this much, this many skeletons in the closet? It doesn't make sense. And to be honest with you, given WWE's uh, track record when it comes to women, persons of color, um, you know, ethnicities. Um, and, and, and cultural sensitivities. Uh, are we really surprised that WWE probably knew about this and went, meh? Because, I mean, we're, we're year two in year two of 10 of the Saudi Arabia deal, which is a bad deal. Uh, it's not you know, sensitive at all to the uh, effects of what's happening over there in Saudi Arabia. So that's going to happen sooner than later and Goldberg versus Lesnar is going to be a thing for, or whatever the hell, that stupid match they're doing, but that's (laughs) going to be a thing because they don't give a good goddamn about anything other than the money. So now the question is, if you're listening to my voice right now and you are a diehard fan of WWE and you just happen to be any of anything other than a white male landowner, know that they don't give a good goddamn about you, your children, or your grandchildren. They only care about the wallet. Will you continue to support them knowing that they're not nearly as sensitive or respectful of other cultures as they claim to be? And that's that's kind of where I am. With know, it. It, it makes me like really check myself when it comes to supporting them. Yeah, but, you, you know, here's my thing. I mean, so he comes out and says all this stuff online and I think something that to draw a parallel to is like although he was typing all this stuff Hogan came out and said a lot of um very insensitive things uh verbally on the show but, um, okay but to back- be fair though uh Hogan oh you mean like on the show yeah that was a thing but Hogan also and the big thing um which is why he sued and won was because he was illegally recorded right so okay. I mean he that was in the privacy of his own home and that though he shouldn't have said it, it shouldn't have also equally been recorded. Yeah, it, it was literally. I, wait a minute, unless I'm confused. I thought he, I, I, I thought he was. Yeah, but I thought he was on like a radio show when he was talking about how he hangs with Little Wayne and you, the words he, of choice of words he used. I, I thought that was a radio show when he said that. No, so that when he was on Bubble the Love Sponge because you know show of note, ask for it by name, um, and he did use. Um, you know, language that the that people would deem insensitive. However, in the context of that show, it wasn't like he just came onto like you know a church program and went, "Hey, you know, I like black people." 
because they do these things. I mean, no, he was yeah, he didn't yeah. do that. Yeah. Um, in the context okay. of that okay. show in Redneck, Florida, it made sense. With that said, the big thing that he was um, that got him kicked out of WWE was um, the illegal recording in his home by his ex-wife. Okay. And right. then, okay, then that would be in sold to Gawker. Which is okay. now out of business because of because Hulk Hogan owned him in court. <laughs> okay, right. Wait, I'm still. I will talk about Hogan and Perry because I'm thinking. I guess I was thinking of two different things. I thought Hogan had uh, like um, he had a sex tape that was a illegal. Uh, well, yeah, that was that, that was with that was with Bubba the Love Sponge's uh, right. girlfriend or wife mm-hmm. at the time. It's it's that tape that led. Okay, I got it's it. That, I got it because it's literally when I when I was saying a second ago that it was literally pillow talk. It literally was. It was he finished doing his wife, and the tape keeps running, and he's having this conversation with her afterwards, where mm-hmm. he brings up where he starts dropping the N word and starts talking about if Brooke was dating and all this. And that the, the famous quote is from that in regards right. to Brooke, and it's literally him after on this darn tape afterwards. So yeah, yeah. that's what that all comes from. And they, they took that tape and then sold it to Gawker. Okay, right. so, okay. There you go. In a nutshell. <laughs> Yeah, well, anyway, uh, first off, with the Laura stand, like, tons of it is online. Yes, anything you say online is always online. Um, the person on the Reddit account made a very sophisticated post. Um, if you are interested in looking for it, um, it's titled A Comprehensive List of Links and Screenshots Regarding Law Sullivan co- Compiled by Face... Oh, Fierce... Wait, what? Oh, Farce Vacant. Um... And you can see all the other stuff. Um, super insensitive, such a dick. My thing is, like, again, like I'm with you, I'm with Jamal on this one. Like, when it does come down to the hiring process and the social media era, like, are they not spending time in their in their social media and doing a background check, knowing that um it can legitimately make or break somebody? I mean and- they they could very easily at the time, just been been like, okay, well, we're checking, you know, we're checking your Twitter, we're checking your Facebook, and that's about it. We gotta remember this was a, a forum. Yeah, post. And- it was when it wasn't like he was putting this on Facebook or something. This is on bodybuilding.com. So think of all like the random darn website forums out there that well, like true, how, but it's bodybuilding.com, and he's a wrestler. That's true. That is. It wasn't true. like it was a forum for firefighters or World of Warcraft. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whatever way and whatever they found him at, I mean, I'm sure the guy has a resume. Either way, okay, I'll just put it this way: the implications of them doing a background check probably not going to say could have avoided this, but they probably could have had a head above it is above this, as WWE typically likes to be above PR nightmares, as we've seen with um with uh, uh Enzo and um and um and uh. What's his name? Uh, Rich Swan. So typically when it comes down to stuff like this, they usually try to get ahead of it. Now, here's the thing with me. This $100,000 fine is absolutely BS because um, how legitimate do we know it is just because they put it out there? I mean, Charlotte's been fined $100,000. Or Beck has been fined $100,000. And I, and I get it. That's part of the story. This is supposed to be real. But at the same time, they're just throwing these numbers out out there which makes me feel some type of way because it's not a bl- it's, it's a blurred line of discipline to me when there needs to be a clear statement in this now this is this is not a very concise uh, uh parallel but when kevin hart was supposed to host the oscars mm-hmm. they brought up again something that he had already apologized for on numerous occasions on numerous talk shows of insensitive stuff he said in the past and they still wanted him to apologize again where he declined and said he wasn't going to do the show because he had already did his you know did his time or you know he's 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 he's, he's been under the, the public eye of prosecution he's already apologized for and yet they bring it up again Therefore, he consequently was not allowed to do it. Lost Sullivan took the Twitter, apologized, given a fine for whatever whatever it's really worth. I mean, don't don't even know how much these guys make a year. So how do we know he's even capable of even being something like that? Like uh, we talk about budgets and contracts and stuff so much. Do we know that he's made that much? You know what I mean? 
Um, this is not football where contracts are all public knowledge. So we don't know what's a real thing. And, and it makes me think that, you know, maybe he doesn't make that much, which makes me think that that number is super inflated just to make it look severe when it's not. Um, either way, there should be no blurred line and discipline in a situation like this. It's, it should be very clear how they're going to handle a situation like this. In the past, when somebody does anything WWE, they're immediately released by their government name, and that's that. And you know it's true because it's put on their website, it's put on their social media, and they use their real name, which means they break all forms of kayfabe so that you're not sitting there like, oh, I wonder if this is a storyline or not. No, it's legit. The fact that Law Sullivan was fined a hundred thousand makes me think like I just I I I am not feeling the severity from them handling this um as a as a business. So okay, it well, really brushed me the wrong way. And then for him to come out on Tuesday on SmackDown, it was just a regular day to me. I mean, the storyline looked <laughs> looked like no other the regular day. Like he didn't suffer no mishaps. So. <laughs> I'm just thoroughly confused as a as a business as they are how they how they like they handle this piss poorly. All right, well, let me speak to let me speak to the nature of how they handled it since I got the statement yep. in front of me. Yep. So what happened last week as this story kept growing more hair was um much like the fabulous Moolah scandal a few years ago. Um fans brought this to the attention of some of the spon- of some of the sponsors including Mars Wrigley. So it was brought to the attention of Mars Wrigley, who actually did issue a statement that they found it concerning and they were going to look into it. That's that's how stuff happened with the Moolah Battle Royal a couple of years ago when Snickers was sponsoring WrestleMania. So this is the exact same route they were going. So in the statement issued yesterday after the, the Mars Wrigley getting involved in the situation, here's the statement WWE put out regarding the fine and what they were going to do. So mm-hmm. quote, WWE supports a culture of inclusion regardless of gender, race, religion, or sexual orientation, and we are committed to embracing all individuals as demonstrated by the diversity of our employees, performers, and fans worldwide. Dylan Miley, a.k.a. Lars Sullivan, will be fined $100,000 and required to complete sensitivity training for offensive commentary uncovered from his past. WWE will also facilitate meetings for Dylan with community organizations to foster further discussion around the power of social media and the impact of your words, end quote. So that's the statement they put out. But the key is, I think, first, that it took the sponsors getting involved last week for this to become a thing that happened yesterday on a, uh, on Tuesday. So they used his real name. They did that since, since you, were, you were wondering about that whole part. They did use his he, real he said name. This came, from the, this came from the sponsors. This is well, no, no, no this is the WWE statement. Okay. After the okay. sponsors looked at it. That is what I the quote I just read was the WWE statement of to his of, of their action. Yeah, that, that's okay. That's okay. That's 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 public and out there and all. Yeah, that they, they put out a they put out a press release, and I have the same statement on Newsweek. Okay, yeah, it's it. That, so that that part's legit. And being being they're a publicly traded company and everything, I, I look at it as this that that's out there in public now. So I I would not be surprised if it comes up. People could ask about it at the next our investors conference. So I I think the fine's legit. Now here's the thing: that dude ain't making no hundred darn thousand. Just coming up from NXT. <laughs> so my my guess is this. He ain't paying no hundred thousand right out of his darn pocket. They're gonna be docking his pay for a very long time to get that one hundred K out of him. So that that that's my speculation on that. Cause I mean, the, from what I've heard, like the bit the, the lowest of the NXT contracts are like forty five thousand dollars. You know, they're 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 okay. not much. And when those people first come up, like he has, you know, they're they, they sure they get a bump in pay, but I mean he ain't he ain't making he ain't even been there six months yet, so he's in no position to be making big money right now. So, as far as the rest of this goes, with that with what the, with that the, as far as the fine and everything and the sponsors involved, here here's how I'm looking at this as my guess is once the sponsors got involved, they were WWE was like okay, obviously we could just fire him, but we don't want to. And I think that I think that the sticky point for them probably is that what he did, he did while he wasn't working there. 
So mm-hmm. I think what their little thing is, pro- what they're probably held up on, and maybe maybe they talked to their lawyers and this came into play or not, I don't know. They might be like, well, look, if you just fire him, he might have a bit of a case because he did not do any of this while he was employed for you. So instead of that, you have a meeting with him. You have you drop this fine on him so the sp- you can point at that to your sponsors and be like, look, we're doing this. And then also I would imagine the other part of the equation is I'm sure they're like, Look, if you do one damn wrong thing now, you're out the door. This is it. This is you 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 stepped in it as bad as you can step in it. There is no more second chances. This is it. And you got to jump through all these hoops if you want to stick around here. That's my guess as far as like <coughs> what went down this week. Uh, well, let me let me say and I, I agree with that. Let me add to that. Uh so these these statements that he made online still stand. And he gets interviewed by WWE. They go through the thing. They like him. He tests. He tests well and all that good stuff. Does he? He either doesn't bring up the fact that like, hey, right, you might not want to go on this section of the internet uh, from 2013, <laughs> or he tells them and they go, don't worry about it. Then you know we go on and he gets you know he gets into NXT everything like that and then now, well, people don't watch NXT, so NXT still gets buried in this because he was there for what for three years on TV. And or two, definitely two years on TV, maybe a little bit longer, and people still didn't you know care enough about him. And now he makes it to the main roster a month, and they're like, "Uh oh, red flag." So the problem is, is that it's disingenuous of, of WWE to just arbitrarily find him. Where do they come up with a hundred thousand dollars? Is that you know, is that sixty percent of his pay? Is it ten percent of his pay? Is that a standard? Uh, you know, penalty for violating some aspect of your contract. Does yeah. your contract have a morals clause? Is that morals clause valid to X number of years before um, you get hired? I mean, th- there are a lot of things that we don't know about how WWE works, and on their part, rightfully so. The problem, the biggest problem that I have is, is that A, they dropped the ball by hiring this guy in the first place, mm-hmm. whether they knew willingly which is even worse, or they didn't know and did do the homework. Either way, that's not good. Now that we're here, and I'm not saying that he should be fired immediately because, well, what are the statute of limitations on being a dick online? Um, his, <laughs> you know, it, nothing that anybody can find has surfaced since 2013. So is five years a grace period? Like, well, especially since a lot of the comments were, how do I break into wrestling? Somebody tells me, oh, yeah, I don't want to work with the dark ones. Um, <laughs> I just you know, thought of something, too. Keep, but yeah. keep going. Keep going. No, I'm saying, like, well, how do you, you know, so what point is it okay to say, you know, like, okay, well, time heals all wounds, right? So let's just move forward and don't mess up. Um, I don't personally believe in, like, forgiveness. You did it because you did it, and that's what you wanted to do. But I do believe at a certain point we need to just shut up and move on. With Lars Sullivan, though it's been years since his last offense that anybody can find, is it time to shut up and move on? Or is it just another thing that WWE knew about and went, not a big deal? Because there's been, I mean, this is the same company that gave, that gave us the Mexicals. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That you did remind me in going and going through all that that this they did not they did know about this before like these last six months. This this stuff did surface when he was in NXT when he first started showing up on TV. So it's not like they just found out about this like a month ago. Mm-hmm. It came up, it definitely came to their attention before and was brought up before. I guess their hope was that okay, it's come up. He's not on you know the main roster yet. It's not that you know it's it's an NXT thing. It's it's we can keep this under the rug and it'll blow over. And uh, that's might be one of the reasons they took him off TV down there one of those times. But they definitely knew about it before this uh, recent thing. It's coming up again now because obviously now he's on a much bigger stage. Mm-hmm. So it's not like they just found out about it. So that in that case, that that does make that, yeah, so I say that's from a point I was getting to that it makes them look bad in that respect. It's like, okay, you've known about this for a while, and you were hoping it would go away, and now it's come back to bite you again. Mm-hmm. There you yeah, go. it absolutely makes it worse. And um, that's kind of like well, obviously the fans brought this to WWE's attention, 
They brought it to their sponsor's attention, and only until their sponsors got involved that we even have anything come of it. Look, right here, now, right now it that. comes across like you're only firing him because Snickers knows about it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Now, yep. Here's the thing, too. Now, in the, in the world of employment, when a kid or bystander or just anybody that can do a job that somebody else couldn't do, typically they get jobs. So, it, for instance, the, the guys that, that cracked the iPhones uh, for the FBI and the San Bernardino uh, thing where Apple said no and the FBI couldn't do it. So they had these kids that did it, paid them a ton of money, gave them a job. Now, here's my thing. WWE always employ these guys as their social media content people. Hire some of these guys as interns and have them do the groundwork that you need to do. And if that is an issue, let's not forget, you guys sophistic- you, you guys have done this type of sophisticated work in the past because I bet you when Linda McMahon ran for office that time, for Senate, I believe, um, can you find the Linda McMahon video online anywhere? Anywhere. Even the one with Stone Cold stunned the whole McMahon family. Nope, gone. So well, they, I mean, to be fair, Christmas Christmas Law may not actually exist anymore. It, you know, it's still <laughs> in the network, but but nonetheless, they Linda McMahon is gone. You they, got that, the, they got that men in black zapper. <laughs> yeah, so so they have the capabilities of doing the such thing is 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 as far as like searching for the content. So for me to think that they didn't know nothing about this and kind of just went with it means they were super ignorant to it all the way around. And there needs to be either one, an example set here, not just an example by saying we're going to do this, but we need to know that another one of these incidents is not going to just happen. And I've already seen somebody else name that they pulled up some, saying something insensitive as well, too. And, and, and I get it. 10 years ago, we all might have been different people. But nonetheless, when you're working for one of these Fortune 500 big companies and you're in the face of public and you're considered role models to kids or you're doing Make-A-Wish charity work, um, none of that looks good. No matter if that's who you are then and you change to a different person now, it doesn't look good. And it doesn't only just reflect you, even though you are a private contractor, sort of say, with them. You're still a reflection of that three-letter word in the machine and the McMahon. So, like, they need to do a better job of this, like, as far as being on top of uh, of uh, the people they employ. Because it, it, it means a, it, it makes a huge difference um, in the eye of, of, uh, in the, eye of um, the public. And I can't, I wish I could remember exactly what this was. But, but there was a talk show, I think, uh, a late-night show of a guy overseas Kind of reminds me of Trevor Noah, but not that went on a tirade about Vince McMahon and how they turned a blind eye to very insensitive stuff like this, where he brought up the Saudi Arabia thing. And, you know, other people are taking note to this. And um, you talk about partnerships and sponsorships and stuff like that. You know, uh, this was Snickers, right? With this yeah. last one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Wrigley. yeah. 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 You know, and, and more and more are going to speak out about how they need to handle a situation. It shouldn't be that way. You shouldn't have to tell a business to say, this is what you need to do in this situation. You, 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 you've been around the block for years. And it's just, it's just, it's just, I think the perception of it is just bad. And as far as Lawrence Oliver himself, like I'm with Jamal on this, like, yeah, he said it and he said it cause he meant it. And even he was ignorant to it or thought he would never, you know, thought he would never get caught or maybe it's truly how he feels. But he knows that stuff still exists. Again, it got brought up at NXT. He could have did something to control this on his own. But it's out there. People found it still resurfaced. And the funny thing about it, it's not even screenshots. It's just still there. Yeah. It is still there. You he ain't I mean? even going and hitting delete. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's still there. You can shut your account down. You could. Everyone knows it's out now, but you don't have to leave it there as a private ar- archive. Just get it out of there. So as, as far as for me, and in regards to an apology, you do the you, you pay the fine, you, you do the community service, whatever it may be, but you need to clean up your work too. You or I mean? or you're actually a racist, and you need to just admit it. Yeah, right I that. mean, like, like, like that—that that is the other side of the coin. I mean, the the sensitivity training and all that good stuff. He's not saying these things because they're having a conversation about why this race is inferior to that race, 
It's a bodybuilding former forum that has nothing to do with anything like that. And he injects this. Not because he's trying to be Howard Stern or some shock jock. No, because he's a racist buffoon. So there are plenty of people before him and after him that aren't racist dickbags that work right alongside him. And Big E had a pretty good response to somebody that, that tweeted out to him that said, like, mm-hmm. um, in, you know, if, if many are aware and if true, he has to bear the albatross of being a bigot and working in a company that is now filled with minorities. But the thing is, is that this thing, have the, his, his, his um, opinions were formed so recently that what the hell did he think he was getting into? Which is like, listen, if you really want to work for the David Duke's underground wrestling syndicate, do that. Be a racist over there uh, because that's not what we need um, in society. But also, land of the free and all that good stuff, you can do whatever you want, but you can't have it both ways. You can't be a, you know, a racist you know, junior Klansman and then go on TV and take my money. Fuck you, guy. And that's where like, it comes down to being disingenuous from WWE's perspective where they definitely had a wait and see, let it blow it over. The people will forget mentality since apparently it's been a thing in NXT, since apparently it's been a thing that's just been brought up again, and since apparently until the corporate uh, bosses said, so what y'all doing about this? Did it even become a thing? So I, I, it really, as a, as a point right now, and this isn't the first time that something like this has happened with WWE, where somebody's done something or, or said something or whatever, but there needs to be more transparency yeah. Into what the actual implications of something like this happening? Yeah, um, they seem to do it when Roman Reigns, uh, you know, took the wrong pills that one time. They seem to do it when um, you know when one of the Usos got uh, a DUI, and then now they low key release a press release that basically says, "Oh yeah, he's going to do sensitivity training." Who's giving him sensitivity training? Is it like um, you know Kane and Daniel Bryan's doctor? I mean, like, I don't understand, you know, where where this is, you know, coming from, and it seems to be very, very rushed. And now, Laura Sullivan has, um, you know, the WWE released another statement on behalf of him, uh, saying there's no excuse for the inappropriate remarks that I made years ago. They do not reflect my personal beliefs nor who I am today, and I apologize to anyone that I offended. Well, some of those things aren't true, because. <laughs> Oh, no, okay, but to be fair, he says, they don't reflect who I am today. So you're not a racist anymore? Right. When did you stop? Yeah. What was Prove that it. transformation? Prove yeah. it. Yeah. So, He's... I mean, until I want him to go, like, I want him and the New Day to go into, you know, in, into the hood and, <laughs> and, like, you know, serve <laughs> the people that you allegedly don't like. Yeah. Absolutely. No, he, he has a huge mountain ahead of him. And, and, I, and I'll straight up say it. Chances aren't good for him. Most likely, I don't see this working out for him. He has a huge uphill battle to try and show any sort of effort or any kind of change or anything. Because so far, he hasn't done any of that. So I don't know how he's going to pull this off. I have my doubts it'll happen. But the ball is completely on in Lars Sullivan's court now to where he's going to have to make a Herculean effort to try to clear up his reputation, clean up his name in some way. And I don't know how the hell he's going to do it, but it's going to take a lot of effort on his part. And I don't know if he's got in him, but it's, I mean, it ain't gonna be mad. he ain't got to uh, about wrestling matches right now. He's got to go out there and do community service. He's got to do a whole bunch of stuff. Unfortunately, I don't think it's going to take, I don't think it takes that much. Because uh, they're they're right. I mean, until uh, this thing got traction online, uh, there was a good two or three years where this didn't grab traction online um, in in the mainstream. And then all of a sudden it did at the right time. So I think, you know, once, if he goes away for a month and then comes back at at the Saudi Arabia pay-per-view, whenever that is, or money in the bank because that's actually a, uh, no that's like this weekend. But if he yeah. comes back in June, um, and then they go, oh my god, shocking return, Law Sullivan. <laughs> I don't think that it will be. I don't think he needs a gimmick change. I don't think he needs you know do anything. I think honestly, if they keep him on the show for a month, 
maybe two, have him just work the house shows because he's at work right now in Europe um, doing house shows there. So it's not like um, you know, he'll still serve his contract and, and do those things, but he's not going to come home to a chorus of booze um, because people will forget fairly quickly. Um, and, and, and unfortunately, yeah. that seems to be the way it is for well, wrestling today. Also, too, also too, he can also go to the land of forgiving, um, a.k.a. Saudi Arabia, because <laughs> if you want to make sure that anybody doesn't get any bad uh, heat or traction, Saudi Arabia is the place to bring them out at. But, you know, again, my, my whole stint, just to be very sensitive about this as well, is that I just would like to see more transparency in the discipline. Um, again, uh, you know, I feel like the steps that they've taken looks good on paper. But how do we know as fans of WWE, maybe fans of his, how do we know he's, he's learned his lesson? How do we know what he's saying is genuine? That needs to be shown because in any other uh, any other uh, crime or any other type of penalty or suspension, it is known. When well, that, to, when that to person, be fair, though, to be fair, how do well, you measure me, that? Let me, let me, it, well, again, that's what I'm getting at. Okay. In the NBA, if you do something to the referee, you get a tech. Other, other team gets points. You do something again, you're taking that jersey off, and you're going out. You're out of the game. But that's and within it, the game, though. I mean, this, I to be fair, this is what he did was criticize David Stern let me, before he got let to me, the league. Yeah, let me, let me finish. Okay. So, and, and, and so, um, and, and it felt obviously legal hit, whatever it may be, on the field. You leave the game, um, um, you suspend it, and or the in, in soccer, you get a yellow card, you get a red card, you you're not playing the next game. I don't um, know what those cards mean, honestly. You, you don't watch soccer? No, I know that. Either, either way, um, but this is a situation where you're just like, hey, we're gonna find him. He's gonna do all the sense of training, then he's on TV the next day. So my thing is. If you are going to make a statement, it needs to be clear where is he at on TV, why he's taking his, his sensitivity training. If I need to legit feel like he's taking it, I need for I need to feel some type of justification, not justification, some type of uh um 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 what's the word I'm looking for? Some type of uh I'll say proof that I know he's doing they, this training. If they gotta gone, show him putting in the work. Yeah, yeah. you, you know what they'll public. do. They'll, they'll make a WWE uh, network special, Breaking Ground, Law Sullivan. Sure. Fine. At least we know they we might. in it. Whatever, whatever it may be, he shouldn't be on TV the same week he got suspended. That's my issue. He should not have been on TV, period. Because the it, storyline isn't, isn't important. The fact that he's serving what he did is important. If I knew that he was serving a four-week class, he was suspended for a month, two months, I should not see him. True. Period. So, is he taking that training? I don't know overseas. Is well, this- I mean, a suspension is different than because they, they, you know, he only works TV once a week, and then they do two or three house shows a week, and then that's he then the miss- week rolls over. He ain't missed the nose, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Being this all happened this week, they're probably planning he has to do that stuff on his off days, probably yeah. middle. Of well, the maybe week. he'll just go over Tuesday, like Titus's house. <laughs> Who knows? Who yeah, knows? just go over to Titus's house and like watch his kids or something. They call it like community service. Again, I mean, Titus, I, I, another good example. He went in for a handshake with the boss, got his ass right on TV. He had momentum building and everything, and they made it very clear that he did something wrong. So, if you want to make a statement to your fan as to they done this wrong or they messed up, then that's what you need to do. You shouldn't be on TV. I don't like. Well, I agree with that, but to and be if fair, was, and if it was pre-recorded too, so scrap the whole show, uh, scrap the whole segment. You do it on Hulu, so you could definitely do it on, on regular TV. Who cares? But but touching Vince McMahon is a bigger sin than saying derogatory things about uh, gay people, yeah. transgender people, Muslims, but, black folks, yep. and anybody that isn't a big white guy. Yep. Throw so that that's what that is because yeah. because Titus nearly got his ass out, you know, tossed out the door. Yeah, I think and he, I think he cut now. It. He cut his tie, kicked him off the door like a wet right. dog. Like, <laughs> like McMahon turned into Gordon Ramsay, and like allegedly three people had to hold him back. It was like, you can't fire him. We need him. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so the, we'll, we'll, let's get some closing remarks on this on this situation because we are running on our time. Um, I was I just start by saying, um, 
I don't believe him uh, if he is sincere. I honestly don't care if he's sincere or not. I, I really, I really don't because his opinions are his own as infantile and insensitive as they may be. Uh, they are still his own, but I don't have to like him and I'll never like him because fuck that guy. And I think the only reason why he, um, why we even having this conversation is because somebody online brought it up yeah. and that's been, that's a bigger reflection of WWE and their lack of sensitivity uh, uh, to the uh, immediacy of the situation. They're not being proactive on sensitivity training and, you know, as we've as we've seen in their uh, characters that they've portrayed, especially against women and people of color, um, this is par for the course for WWE that has tradition, a, a history of being culturally insensitive, regardless of what era it's in. So yep. it's it's kind of like, what are you going to do? Um, the only thing that I can do as a fan is not support WWE, but I already don't. But then again, NXT Takeover Twenty Five is coming up in two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> also, so, that's, also that's NST and WWE is WWE. Like it, it is what it is. I get it. It's under the whatever. Anybody don't want to be like overly pressed. It, yeah, get it's, it. it's, it's a, it's a moral thing. dilemma. Yeah, it's a it's a definitely a moral dilemma. But it's a longer short of it is. But but it's not because I really want to be in Connecticut for that NXT show. No, but it's, like, no, it's not more deliberate because it is two separate things. That's the thing. It is two separate things. Well, we could talk about NST and NST and WWE the main roster. They're one under different management, shall we say? And although it probably has the same uh, former outcome with suspensions and stuff, it, it, it's it's to be whatever. But yeah, continue on. Um, so long and short of it is uh, that there is no way, uh, it, you know, whoever brings this up, uh, bury this guy, bury this guy deep, deep, deep beneath the earth, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. we never see him again. Um, not because we need to send a message that this won't be tolerated, because that's what this type of message deserves. Uh, fuck you, go home. You don't belong here. Yeah. And I think that that's the only thing that really resonates uh, with me. Anything other than that is lip service. Yeah. Um. I yeah. I, I got just a tiny bit of a slight uh different opinion on that. Like I am a person that says like if you do something wrong then you know apologize and we'll take that nope. again the kevin hart the kevin hart thing very insensitive thing to the lbgt community in the past um he said it over 10 15 years ago um as he says that the things he said in the past doesn't reflect who he is now i'm i'll take his word for that has he done things differently to prove that yes there's evidence he's came out and apologized on numerous platforms um donations and so forth um, to show that he was uh, sorry for the things he said in the past. They bring it back up this year in the Oscars. He says he doesn't feel like he needs to apologize again, as he already done. So he's done his time. And, you know, um, and, you know, I, I take him for his word. He was very, uh, you can tell, you saw actions as to um, him uh, trying to uh, rectify that situation. Law solving situation, different. Very different. Number one, like, Lars Sullivan Twitter, I don't know if I even realize it. Sometimes he doesn't even run it. He has a person that's like, this is the blah, blah, blah of Lars Sullivan and this, that. So, like, how do we know his this tweet was generally generated from him personally or did one of his PR people do it for him? So there's just no form of authenticity with that Twitter page. And there's no sense of remorse coming from WWE with it. So it's truly hard for me to believe this. Um their handling is really bad, really bad. Um, and 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 then until then, I just can't get behind um, any form of apology or any form of of of, of fixing this problem. Period. You got a will. Yeah, it's it comes down to this: the words or any statements he's made since this has come up, since he's been caught now, his his attempts at apologies or tweets he's put out, it means nothing at this point. We need actions. We got to see actions that actually prove anything that he's changed. We have no reason at all to believe he's any different or he regrets any of this or anything. And to speak to WWE's part, and this is the same situation. If, if this start, you know, they tried to have it go away. And until the, sp- the big time sponsors got involved, now they're trying to cover their ass. So er- everybody involved in this ain't coming across good. So we, we need actions now. We got to see 
a difference being made. Okay, they find him at that hundred thousand dollars. Okay, uh, how about you take that hundred thousand dollars and make it like a, a donation to some you know mm-hmm. uh, charity or something? WWE's just going to keep a hundred thousand dollars instead of paying him. There's a better way they could have went about this as far as uh, the action they're taking to finally address it. So that's what we need now. We need actions from Dylan Miley. We need actions from WWE if they want any hope of anything coming of this. To, to keep him around. Otherwise it, it ain't going to work. Like I said, I don't think it is going to work. I think this is just the, it's just, I think the only question now is if people are going to keep bringing it up. So it stays a story in their face. And hopefully since it got out there to the public, hopefully some of their investors, when they have their investors call, will keep bringing it up. Cause that's the kind of people they'll listen to fans on Twitter. They ain't going to be worried about it. Took the sponsors getting involved. It's going to take someone with some clout with them, bringing it up to make this, Something happened with this and either, you know, his time with WWE finishes up or he puts in the work to show that he's not the same guy he was when he was making these comments. Time will tell, but it it don't look good for it for any of them in my mind. Yeah, good good thing for him. WWE uh, wrestling fans have short term memory. Just, that's the only positive you can get out of this. But regardless, as a business standpoint, you got to do better. Flat out. Flat mm-hmm. out. Got to do better. Look. That's all I got for for this flavor hot topic. Please, everybody, if you got anything to uh be, before we turn the grill off on this guy, please get in in right now. Well, let me say this: if you agree with anything the Lars Sullivan said, DM me. We have need to have a conversation about that because I do believe in free speech and I do believe that you should be able to say what you want. But if you read his stuff and went, "Yeah, okay," then we need to have a different conversation. So, you know, go ahead, send that along. <laughs> But but overall, um, yeah, I, I think he's personally he just needs to go away, and 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 he won't because it's WWE. They 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 handle it exactly the way they've handled other incidents in the past. They issued a statement. They did a thing. They've done the bare minimum that they would do um, to say that they've been proactive in anything. But really, what they need to do going forward is actually vet these guys. To make sure that they don't have any skeletons in their social media closets. Point out. Well, yeah, this is a. Uh, well, did you have anything before I sign it off? I, I said everything I need to say about this knucklehead. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it at that. <laughs> well, that concludes episode 11 of the Flaming Hot Topic series. Again, you're probably hearing this first if you subscribe to our Patreon, where we're going to be releasing this series much uh, exclusively first there along with other exclusive context. So you want to subscribe to that. But other than that, that's it for that right now. We'll see who decides to uh, end up being victim number 12 sooner or later, because they always come. Um, but that's it for the uh, BGB crew. So um, thank you. Probably for AEW if they're charging $60 for the damn pay-per-view. $49.95. <laughs> <laughs> Peace out, y'all.